Hello, welcome to the I'm the Code podcast. I'm your host, Mariam Jam. Happy Friday. I really hope you're doing very well. I am doing fantastically well. Thank you so much for joining the I Am The Code podcast. We are so grateful that you have the time to listen to us every single week. Thank you. I was just saying the other day that each time you support I Am The Code, you're elevating young women and girls globally. Please don't forget that. Your love, your support, your kindness means so much to us at I Am The Code. Recently, we partnered with Zurich Insurance Group who will bring their mentors for the Kakuma refugee girls in Kenya. Don't forget that our podcast, the team, is Who is Fixing the World? And what I did recently, I went to Tomit School in Guildford where I met young women out there who are brilliant, fantastic, extremely eloquent, and really know what they want to do for the future. But they have also invited young boys and girls from Nepal. I got to talk to the students about why they are here. What are they looking to get from this experience? It was amazing to hear their stories and their perspective in life. We cannot fix the world if we don't collaborate, if we don't work together, if we don't bring people into our homes. That's not going to happen. We really need to make sure we're inclusive, we are kind, we are compassionate and support each other. So Tommy School, thank you for your kindness and for your openness to bring some new people in your school. Nepalese student, if you are listening to this podcast, congratulations for making it on the I Am The Code podcast. I hope all of your friends in Nepal are listening to you right now. I hope you enjoyed my conversation with the girls of Tormit School and their friends from Nepal. I will see you on the other side. Ladies and gentlemen, we are sitting in a room right now where we have the guests from Nepal and then we have the young girls in Tomit School. So I usually come to Tomit here to co-host the podcast with these brilliant young women. But before we start the podcast, I just want to say thank you again for listening to the I Am The Code podcast. The team for season eight is who's fixing the world. And I know we can't fix the world if we are separate, if we're not inclusive and working together. How does it feel to have your friends from Nepal in the room? I think it's amazing. I think it gives us a lot of hope that we can continue to connect. We had students come over four years ago, and I think it's nice that that's carrying on and that that's going to be repeated. I think it's really exciting, yeah, to get new connections and perspectives as well, as I know something that we've talked a lot about, because we'll never understand, you know, the way other people live and what's normal to other people. You never understand that unless sort of you meet them. So, yeah, I think it's been great. Anybody else? How does it feel to be in this room with your friends from Tommy. It's nice because Tommy school is way more developed than our school and we can learn many things about the education, how they teach their students and we just came here to know about those things and we can also apply those things in our school. So yeah, it's great. Yeah, it's really nice. It's a very different experience and it kind of develops hope as what Millie was saying, that we are getting closer with different countries in the world. Yeah, and it's a really amazing experience. I definitely agree. I think it's amazing that we all get to learn about new cultures and new experiences and this is perhaps not something we might learn about like in school. So pe meeting people in person who can talk about like first-hand experiences and 
just learn about our different cultures, I think is really nice. The reason why I like coming to a school is because you even talk to the Kakuma refugee girls in Kenya. It's very inclusive. I love the fact that you bring different people in your school to hear different perspectives. But if you really think about the world where we are right now, you know, the world is so immense, but at the same time, very, very small. What is your definition to the world you are in? But think about wide as well. You read so many things, got libraries in your school. It's a wonderful school. But again, you know, you have friends from Nepal who just told you that their school is not developed. What do you think about the state of the world right now? I think the world is in a time of change. I would hope. I think post-pandemic and the, the COVID outbreak, it's put education, at least for us, at the forefront. And also friendships. I think, you know, being able to connect with each other is really important. And yeah, I, I do think that the world we're in is really changing at the minute. If it's social movements, I think there's a lot of change which is needed and long overdue. But yeah, it gives us hope. We've kept saying that, I think. You coming from Nepal, what do yeah. you think about the state of the world? Our world is a place where you can describe from a brighter and the dark side. Our brighter side where all the girls are being discriminated and in the context of Nepal it's like Chobodi Pratha, Juma Pratha, a system of sorry to say that if a girl is suffering from a menstruation, she is not used to enter the kitchens or the temples of the place. It shows that the Chobodi Pratha is the system of getting the girls if they are getting the menstruation, they are not used to get in the kitchens and the temple and other places and in the brighter side we can say that a world is a place full of opportunities like I am getting here mm -hmm. I'm coming from Nepal to this government Guildford for having this opportunity to prove myself I am proving you guys in front of the all world so if we collab with each other to fix the world it's it's possible. That's absolutely true. What he just said is such an important point. We are sitting here in Guildford where we have some young boys and girls who don't have the opportunity we have, but also girls in Nepal have menstruation issues. You know, they can't get into the kitchens or temples. How can we fix the world if we have all of this inequality? I think part of it is probably breaking past the patriarchal system we've been in for a long time as an entire world and I think lots of it is just coming from speaking about it a little bit more and often like in lots of areas female needs have been neglected in order to prioritize male needs and mm -hmm. so I think as a result of that women have often felt less safe to speak up about what they need so it's the importance of breaking the stigma around everything like that and I think other people might agree that it can be quite hard to speak up about things like that sometimes and you need your healthcare to be talked about and if you talk about it more, then you can normalise it more, I think, mm -hmm. and then it will become easier and easier to get the help that you need and get the resources that you need. Yeah, I would agree. It's all about breaking the stigma and kind of overcoming those norms and overcoming the previous society that we've existed in and kind of spreading awareness and promoting what is important in mm -hmm. our society and things are being neglected, as you can see in other countries and sometimes in our country. And... It's about prioritising the female needs and the needs of society. I mean, he mentioned something also about gender-based violence. How do we fix the world when we have so many gender biases, but also gender-based violence against girls? And we can see right now what's happening in the United States with the period pills and all these issues is happening. How can we fix the world if we don't have these conversations? Do you have any take on that? Do you have any take on how we can fix gender-based violence against girls? I think we've said that it's to do with breaking the stigma. And I don't think we should label these things as taboo. And like hearing from you, you guys what it's like I mean for us you know we get to carry on our days as normal you know and the idea that that wouldn't be possible for you know 
a week every month. It just seems, you know, so far-fetched from what we live in. And it's sort of the same with the gender-based violence. I think it's speaking up when you feel safe to and having a support network, I think, is so key to that. And I think the more that we speak about it and realise that it's happening across the world in every situation, I just think, yeah, hopefully the more we talk about it, the more we can fight it and bring awareness to it. One of the things I really like about your school as well is that, you know, you guys, you know, you are working on sustainable development goals. You have really amazing teachers and our friends from Nepal are here with their teachers, right? So also having a good teacher to share this information is also very important. But you are going to be responsible for the world of tomorrow. Do you think young people are fixing the world right now? Do you think this conversation should go wider? I would say we definitely are. I think even having the opportunity like this, this is young people, you know, taking the opportunities and the platforms that we can and trying to promote change. I mean, I don't know what you guys think. I agree with what you've said, but I also think our circumstances have helped us a lot. We're in a school that is very widely accepting of lots of different things, and our school deems it very important to discuss different societal and cultural things that are going on. So I think having things like this podcast that will reach out and get to more people will be really crucial because within our sort of smaller social bubble lots of these things that we're discussing are already talked about but I think if you go to different places they might be less spoken about or less accepted to be spoken about even and I think that can make a big change but I think with the advancement of social media I think that's going to really help it's like our world has changed a lot since the introduction of social media and communication is now much much easier it's like we're able to connect with people in countries on the other side of the world and things and I think that will help us change the world better I think we've seen it, especially when the world was locked down, Mm -hmm. there were lots of social movements that sprung up out of that. Mm -hmm. And just during that, that people were able to give time and attention to, and lots of them gained lots of recognition and have made positive impacts. So I think our generation and also the generation above and the generation that will follow are making moves towards it. But I think there is still progress, I would say. And to add on to that, we've also said about the importance of role models. And I mean, even individuals such as yourself as being such incredible women to look up to. I think the more role models that we have and the more access we have to them, the more we can realise that these aren't some far-fetched dreams and that, yeah, you know what, we can do it. And I think it's just so incredible that now we live hopefully more in a place where those things are real possibilities for us and that we can achieve them, for sure. I mean, you must be a special young student from Nepal to come all the way here. So you will be an activist in your country. You know, you're going to remember this moment. So when you go back to Nepal, what would you say to your friends at school? Um, It's definitely a big opportunity to be selected among so many friends and students back in this school. So I'm definitely going to tell them that they must uh, work hard and study better to gain such opportunity in the future, just like how we did right now and how we are standing here. And yeah, and instill hope, dreams in them. You mentioned something really important here that you're going to go back home and you're going to share your experience with your friends so they can become activists in tech action. But on the other hand, we can't fix the world if we don't share knowledge. What do you think we should do beyond this point now to connect more and work together? I think through opportunities like this, different countries, different cultures interacting together and we're discussing what the goal should be, what sort of society do we want to live in? Hopefully we can all together create one that's better than the one that we found in, you know, leave our mark here for future generations. I think that would be such a great goal to get to um, through just the collaboration and Mm -hmm. through communicating with different people in the world.
I think that's such a key thing that we can do. If we have boys and girls who don't know your school in Nepal, can you describe your school, your day-to-day activities, what you do? Our school is located in Besi Sahar Lamjung. It is actually really near the a really famous river in Nepal, Marsangdi River. Like it's just beside it and our school starts from 10 and ends at 4 p.m. Um, we have a U-shaped building and we have our hostel just near it, like the dormitory, and we also have playgrounds to conduct sport days and for the kids to play around. We also uh, conduct lots of uh, like programs in our schools and extracurricular activities. And how would you describe Tomi, your school? You said something about it earlier. Well, for somebody who's in Nepal listening to this podcast, who just visualizing what sort of school do you have? Can you shortly just tell us, you know, what does your day-to-day look like and what the school look like as well? Yeah, so our school is a bit different. It starts at 8.25 in the morning. It ends at 4. So we finish at the same time. And we have five lessons every day, including a slot in which we can do our homework, which is really lovely. And then I'd say in terms of our building, we've got quite a nice like red brick building at the front and then it turns more modern as you kind of come down. And we're very lucky we've got really great sports facilities. We've got some tennis and netball courts. And then we're very lucky we've got quite a big sports hall. So that's quite like a multifunctional space for different sports. And then our STEM facilities are very good. I think we're very privileged to have that. I love your computer rooms, by the way. Yeah, <laughs> I want to just come there and sit down the whole day oh. and just be part of your STEM school. You know, we have so many young women and girls listening to this podcast right now, but we also have, like I said earlier, gender-based violence issues. One of the questions I really wanted to ask you all is that we're talking about two different countries here, two different regions, two different, uh, you know, gen- same generation, but at the same time, it's very different. We can all know that. But if you have boys and girls listening to you right now all across the world and then they don't have what we have. How can we make sure we bring more equality in the world? What do we need to do? What are the steps we need to take to go out there and make a difference? I think a big part of it is sharing experiences. It's so important that we learn from different people who've had a different life to us. Their scenarios and what they've had to experience might be completely different, and I'm sure we can all learn from that. I think equally perseverance. I think it's so important. We're not going to solve all the world's issues in one day. It's that we're all willing to work together and persevere um, towards the same end goal. And I think on that as well, what you were saying about sharing experiences, it's like if you've got people who have gone down different paths in lives or even growing up in a different place or having a different experience in your life, sharing that with other people and then having compassion and empathy to try and understand to the best of your ability what life is like for someone else in a different situation, I think that will be really key in creating a more unified future in a more unified world that is hopefully more able to tackle the problems it faces so I think as well as perseverance compassion and just understanding for others will be very important you know it's an important topic you guys just mentioned right you talk about your stem the library everything you guys have here how can we fix the world if we don't have those things education a good infrastructure content connectivity right in nepal you know there's a lot of poverty out there so how can we make sure while we're fixing the world we think about those things in the context of nepal we should make them to enter the technology all technology in nepal that is we are taking here now in kilford so by taking major steps like entering technology new new technologies in the schools and 
improving quality education, retaining staff members of the schools, and helping students and to make them collaborative for the betterment of school weekends. Anybody else want to share? So confidence building, improved communication, we need those to fix the world, right? Because if you don't speak up, you don't say what you need, people can't help you. Anything else do you think we need to do to improve your schools? Nepal is like definitely really backward in technology. So just like how we said, it's definitely technology that we need in our school to be developed. We've talked about the skills. I would love the Tommy girls to describe what is STEM subjects and why it's important for boys and girls. You know, you mentioned, you know, you have an amazing school. STEM is absolutely well-designed here, science, technology, engineering, mathematics, art and design. You studied all of that in your school. But, you know, we have our friends from Nepal who may not have that opportunity. You know, now with the rise of coding, like at I Am The Code, we teach girls how to code and so many things, digital platforms. You know, we now we are virtual. Everything is happening around the world and we can connect. What can we do to improve STEM subjects in schools like Nepal or in your school or other schools across the world? I would say perhaps having the same opportunity for both boys and girls to get involved in STEM. I know in the past STEM has been like a, a boy subject, you know, inverted commas, but I think, for example, our school's done quite a good job at breaking that stigma and like showing that both boys and girls are very capable of doing STEM and they both achieve really well. STEM has sort of been redefined in a way of what it is. It's no longer, like you were saying, a completely male-dominated field and it's not just about very very specific jobs it's like it's more broad so stem is science technology engineering and maths mm -hmm. and it's just all of the things that can relate to that and i think by widening the understanding of the jobs that are more like involve more numeracy rather than literacy it's changed that but i think like you've said opening it up and tommy does a lot to try get more girls in stem and there's lots of um uh, there are lots of work experience things and podcasts we can do. So I think trying to um, bring that to other places would be really helpful. And I think trying to bring more of an understanding that there are lots of fields you can enter within STEM. You don't have to be a doctor. Or you don't have to be a scientist, I think, is quite important as well. Yeah. yeah, I agree on that. And I think it's that thing of um, of how almost generalizable STEM is yeah it's it affects every aspect of our lives and I think in trying as you said Lily to to get young girls into STEM is so important and I think as long as we keep on communicating the value of of those skills then hopefully we can encourage it yeah. completely within young girls. But when I travel across the world many boys and girls don't have laptops they don't have computers right so for example we are sitting in Guildford where many people have computers and laptops and connectivity infrastructure but how can we improve this that's why again who's fixing the world right how can we get stem subjects and coding and content if many people don't have laptops or don't have uh, you know the connectivity they need anything we can do around that do you think we should uh, do something campaigns do we need to create an, some awareness around that i think a lot of it probably has to be quite philanthropical just people caring about it and then wanting to help um, and just having the foresight to go this is available here but it might not be available there mm. and so bringing things that can help it become more available there so just helping things like laptops become more widely available mm. and things like the textbooks that we have that access to just 
bringing them to where they are needed as well, um, I think that would be very beneficial. And I think that could help make a change. The world is full of problems. People don't care. They don't take actions. What can we do to ensure people care a little bit? Don't just like, I don't know these people. I'm not going to do anything. I'm not going to say anything. If I say something, I'm going to numbers myself. How can we make people to care a little bit more? I think it's all about communicating the importance and the significance of the problems that are happening all around the world and trying to kind of empathise with those issues and trying to help people understand what is actually going on in the world and how it's directly impacting some people. And although it might not be affecting us, trying to help us see the impacts and where they are and how severe they are to try and kind of communicate how important it is that we need to make change and we need to take some vital actions. And to add on to that, I also think recognising our privilege is just something that if you don't recognise that, you can never empathise with people and realise that they live in a world that seems entirely different. So I definitely think it's realising that and then taking accountability and then hopefully progressing from there. One of the things I like about your school is the fact that people open your minds, right? So Jones always tried to bring different perspectives and she came with me in Kenya as well. And, you know, when I think about this, yes, we need people to have empathy and compassion. But do you think your generation will be the generation that will push now for equality? Do you think that is going to happen in the next 10 to 20 years as you get jobs and lead business? and lead companies? I would say yes. I think if we're not the generation to do it, we're definitely one of the generations. I think it might take more than just our smaller subsect of years. But I think with lots of the things that we've seen in more recent years, lots of young people have been getting very involved in different movements. And lots of those are often in relation to societal equality and everything and just protecting the world and everything. So I think we can make a difference there. I completely agree. I think also from like the rise of social media and our generation, a lot of people are more aware of the issues we face in society, not just us, but in other countries. And I think people are more willing to help because they appreciate the problems that they see um, through different platforms and are willing to do what they can to help improve the lives of other people. So I think that's been a big help. How has been your week in Tormid? Are you sharing projects with them? Are you sharing what's happening in your school? Are you teaching things? To each other? Basically we are enhancing the teaching experience in Tormi. We came morning and went to the assembly here and the prep school we went for their assembly and after uh, from the prep school here we, we went to the library, computer labs, many more places, math drama halls and going through them and many classes where someone is um, preparing for their examinations and they are um, reading some books, some are um, enhancing chemistry, mm -hmm. science, math and many more arts, design and many more subjects. So we are basically experiencing the teaching experience here which we can express uh, by going to our home and uh, experience in front of our brothers and sisters of schools in Nepal. So we are just... When you landed at the airport, how did you feel? When I landed, I feel a little bit scary because it was my first time experienced plane and takeoffing, landing. And after the landing and getting my legs on the land of this UK, 
I, I feel like it was my dream to come UK and I am thinking that I am getting the opportunity to prove myself in front of many peoples. Tomid girls, were you excited when they told you they're coming? Yeah, yeah. Oh, completely. I mean, you sort of arrived today, so it's sort of our first time meeting everyone, but it's, it's been really fun. It sounds like it's been really like action-filled for you guys, though. It's been very busy. And I think the um, some of the girls in the young years will be particularly excited as well, because obviously... Yeah. If you are in, what, year 10 or below, you won't have been here the last time um, students came over. So I think it's really nice a new school generation getting to experience this and see everything that's going on. And I think that's really nice. And I, th I know people have been talking about it a lot and very excited. And it's nice that it's happening and it's now. So this time I'm going to ask you about how do we help women and girls to speak up? We can see the difference between how you guys communicate and how our friends from Nepal communicate. So what can we do this week to give them an experience of confidence, like where they can speak up and, and share their mind? Do we need more books? Do we need more podcasts? What else do we need to help people communicate and speak up better? We should like provide them opportunities like this. Like we should give them speeches, uh, making them having conversations about those kinds of things, which can provide them the knowledge about women's, about inequalities of women. So yeah, we should do those kinds of things, which can help them. Anybody else? How can we make sure that women are speaking up, especially women who want to get into technology? I think it's been mentioned a bit earlier in the podcast, but the importance of role models. Yes. I think if there are people that women can see doing what they want to do or what they might want to do, I think that will help get them into it because it's not like a, I have to be the first person, I have to figure out how to do it all by myself. If you can see someone and see their journey and see what they've done or just be inspired by them, I think that would make a big difference and I think that would help get other people in. What else do you want to add on the podcast? Remember, you are being listened to by so many, many people, right? So I'm going to go each individual. What do you want to tell the world? How would we fix the world? Um, I think it's definitely about I know we keep talking about role models, but if we spread the awareness and we spread awareness of these topics and once one person makes action and makes or kind of brings attention to a cause, I think that definitely starts off the train for change and to make the world a better place. And I think we can definitely do that if everyone comes together and if everyone kind of unites as one and share the same objectives and understand each others' perspectives and although that's hard understanding mm -hmm. that someone in another country might be suffering when you aren't experiencing that same suffering mm -hmm. but it's all about changing these perspectives and to do that we need to kind of speak up and we need to join together as one and with that I think we need to empathize and we need to sympathize with each other and that requires kind of emotion and kindness and those kind of qualities in order to understand mm -hmm. and that empathy and that sympathy is vital in that. I definitely agree with what Anna says. I think yeah. it's definitely about having um, unity amongst the different people and different communities all, all across the world. And if we can create one united force, I don't see why the world can't be an amazing place that everyone's happy in. And I think if we create this force, we can drive society forward and leave it um, sustaining for the future generations. And, and also, I think, sort of similarly to that, I think if we all... If we all sort of harness our confidence, and I think that's a massive thing, it's having the confidence to say, this is something that I'm going through or that I've realised is possibly a problem within our society. You have to be 
you have to have the confidence before you can tackle it, I think. Mm-hmm. And and it's taking opportunities like this. And I mean, it could be talking with your friends or, you know, I know that we've had to do speech in front of the school, which like 600 people. And I think it's just doing things that the closer you can get and the more opportunities you can. And, and today speaking, you know, to, on a podcast, that's going to go out to, to thousands of people. I think it's taking those opportunities to sort of practice as much as you can, you know, try as much as you can and because yeah I think a confidence is a massive thing and then hopefully I think other people then believe you Mm-mm. you know the, the more then the confident you are the stronger of a leader you feel the more people are going to to have a lot of trust in you and then hopefully follow in that pursuit of social change our friends from Nepal anything you want to add on there when you go home what is the change you want to make I will say that uh, as they say it's sharing information if I share information to my younger brothers, sisters, and uh, students of our school, they will know that he's, it's uh, there is this, this uh, and they can. If I I take a wrong, if I take a wrong decision, they will have that. They will know I saying that I take this wrong decision here, so they will be careful while they will be on my place. Nepal is very bad in the education system, thing in the text of other war. If we make a difference between Nepal and here, Tormid, mm. our Nepal is very bad too, so we should work on the measure, we should take major steps which will help in the development of our education system and our country and as well as our if you're listening to this podcast, we are in Guildford in Surrey. It's actually raining right now, we can hear the rain. And we have wonderful young boys and girls in the room, a beautiful painted room, uh, decorated, um, you know, amazing really to, to have the feeling and the love, you know, where we have girls from Tommy School who really are extremely eloquent and you can see, you know, the, the setting they have and they understand the privilege they have, but also they welcomed our friends from Nepal who have different settings, you know, uh, confident in the way they're expressing things, but very shy because it's their first time coming here. So you can really see how we can fix the world when we bring everyone together. Everyone is different. So it's really beautiful to see what's happening here. But if you are listening to this podcast, my takeaway is that we need to be more inclusive, you know, allow people to share the space, even if we're very different. We can all love each other and bring more kindness and empathy in how we can fix the world. So before I finish my podcast, I just want to again give the microphone to my wonderful co-host here in Tomit School, but also to our wonderful guest from Nepal. So why don't you say again your name to everyone who's listening to you one more time. I'm Lily. I'm Omrit. I'm Shota. I'm Nia. I'm Millie. I'm Gugunda. I'm Rosie. I'm Anna. Well, those were my co-hosts from Tommy School, and they will be amazing to go and fix the world. I think what has been planted today, this experience will never be forgotten by these young women and girls. I'll come back to Tommy to have another podcast, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us, and I hope you enjoyed the podcast because the boys and girls are fixing the world in their own ways. My friends from Nepal, thank you for joining the podcast, and thank you, Tommy School girls, for welcoming and being so open to your house, right? <laughs> Your house is amazing, so thank you for welcoming everyone. What a lovely conversation. We had some rain, so many things were going on around the room, but it was a beautiful room set up with just wonderful students from Nepal and from Guildford all together sharing their ideas. You know, one of the things I really believe is that communities are becoming a currency. 
having students from Nepal, students from Guildford together in a room, having an open conversation on who's going to fix the world is beautiful. Thank you so much, Tomit, for opening your doors to us to come and have this podcast with you. One of the things I've learned as well is that we need to be able to open our hearts and minds. When we have privileges, when we have more than the others, we need to be able to share as well. So thank you everyone for joining this I Am The Code podcast. We are a very small team at I Am The Code, totally dedicated to making the world a better place for people who want to do better and be better. To become a better leader, you need to know how to do better. Go out there and fix the world. The world needs you right now. Thank you so much for listening to the I Am The God podcast. I hope you enjoy my conversation with these young women and girls and boys from Nepal so much. I will see you on the next episode. Have a lovely weekend and goodbye.